Well, good morning. Just have a couple of quick announcements before we begin. I'll help with that when I get back there. Don't worry about that thing. Um, we're, we've been trying to set, well, I've been trying to set up a new camera. We have a new camera back there to try to film the service, but uh, I can't quite get it to go through this morning. I'm not sure if it's saying I'm live or not. It wasn't working earlier. It was showing video. It was saying I was recording, but it wasn't keeping the video. It wasn't doing anything. I don't know if anybody got an update saying that we were live this morning, but so we're back on my phone for today. I'll get that working. I'm not a tech person. We have just a couple of very quick announcements to let you guys know. Um, the ladies auxiliary, you guys have not cut out your, your things yet. What was the date again? I wrote it down this morning. 27th. At 4.30. Thank you. 27th of January at 4.30, the ladies auxiliary will be meeting here at the church to cut out shorts out of material for the Christmas shoe boxes. This is a chance to cut out the patterns and put them together. Or I don't know if you guys are sewing them up. You're just cutting them out, right? Just cutting them out. Just cutting them out for the shoe boxes. This is a chance for us to do something a little bit different, a little bit extra for the boxes as well. And we are still collecting for those boxes as we do every year throughout the year. And right now for the month of January, we are looking for toothbrushes and toothbrush holders or toothbrush covers. Things to keep the toothbrushes clean. Next so, month is combs and hair relaxers. Okay. Next month for February, because February is coming up. We're not that far away from it. So please keep that in mind. We are looking for combs, hairbrushes, hair elastics, barrettes, clips, all of these things. So if you have these things, if you know how to get them, where to get them, and you'd like to give us some or bring some in to donate, please feel free to do so. Also, we are still doing the Ladies Bible Study on Wednesdays. It's Wednesday at 10 a.m. We are studying the book of Elijah. The book of Elijah. Sorry, not the book of Elijah, the life of Elijah. I was going to say, I don't remember there being a book in the Bible about Elijah. Did I miss that day? No, okay. So Elijah, they are covering the life of Elijah. So if you're interested in what's going on, and for some reason, as soon as she said that, I don't know if I'm the only one, but I got the, these are the days of Elijah song popped in my head. So now that's gonna be in there all day. Thank you, Tracy. But they're studying the life of Elijah. What does it have to teach us? What does it have to tell us? about what is to come, what does it reveal about the Bible. So if you're interested in that, ladies, that is Wednesdays at 10 a.m. And I believe it is still at Frida's house. Frida hasn't kicked you guys out yet? Not yet? She's thinking about it now. I said Frida hasn't kicked you guys out yet. No. No, okay. So, I'm getting to that. That was the, that was the next announcement, actually. No, it's not Wednesday. Uh, I wanted to let you guys know that, yes, um, Carol has passed away, as many of you are aware. And the funeral is going to be held in Barrington at the Huskelson's Funeral Home. And that is Tuesday at 2. There is a limit to how many people can be there due to COVID. I believe it's 75 right now. But if you're not sure if you can attend, 
it will be streamed live online. It'll be on their page. So if you are wanting to go or you can't go, there is a way for you to still be present. Um, Carl was a, as you know, he was one of the founders of this church. He had a big influence here. Uh, it would mean a lot for the family and for the church to know that we are praying for them and to let them know. I know for me, uh, one of the last times I got to talk to Carl, I had brought him over cinnamon buns and I was going over to pray with him and I said, uh, you know, I'm just here to pray. And then he goes, well, I'm just laying on the bed. I, go, I also have cinnamon buns and I'm positive he did a backflip out of the bed. <laughs> so it would be a great chance for uh, a great time to remember the life he lived, but to know that he's not gone. He's now with the Lord. So that's Tuesday at 2 at the Huskelson's home in Barrington. And if you are not able to attend in person, it will be online. At this time, I would like to enter into a moment of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and this chance to come together to worship you. God, we thank you for the chance to gather in your name. We ask God that you would be present with us and present with our brothers and sisters right now who are not here in this building, here in this place. Those who are gathered around the world in your name and those right now, God, who are dealing with tragedy. God, bless them and pour out your mercies in your heart upon them. Be with them, we pray. Guide them and keep them safe. Bless this service that it may be one that comes from you and it reveals to us more of the truth of your word. We pray these things in your name. Amen. 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 Well, it's good to be in church this morning. And uh, the drive down was a bit slow. We got behind some cars and snow plows and all like that. But I guess that's all that comes along when you have winter. And uh, we made it almost, well, we did make it a month into winter without any snow and then it showed up but i think next week it's given good temperatures or so it may go again we don't know but amen let's stand and uh we're going to turn to page 338 338 in the white at calvary 338 in the white
here I am, first song and a broke down. But praise the Lord, we know where Carl has gone. Many times I remember looking over there and he would be smiling, him and Shirley back at us and uh, always had that testimony with that giggle. And I heard Shauna say to Carla, I texted her, that golden laughter. And that's just what it was. Many times him and Earl would start testifying and they'd get into a giggle. And well, it would, the whole church would just break out because you just had to laugh at them. But uh, he is in heaven. With his heavenly father, they all are. And you can imagine the conversations that's taking place right now. And uh, Shirley's turned around and said, my dear Carl, what are you doing here? Because there's no time in heaven. So, I mean, you know, there you are. And uh, he's where he's always wanted to be for a very long time. And uh, praising the Lord and setting at the feet of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay. We've got the power.
here. I always like the song, he's under my feet, he's under my feet. And I remember one time, Carl come to me, he said, Val, don't sing that anymore. And I said, why not, Carl? He said, no, no, we shouldn't be singing that song. He said, he'll do attack us this coming week. And I, <laughs> bless his heart, Satan's going to attack us anyway. Amen, but we got the power. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. We have this one still.
But God honors our dedication. He does. He does. He does. He honors our commitment. That's right. To come out and worship him today. And I know Carl. Mm. Carl, he doesn't want us to ever stop. He no. won't give up or, you know, let snow or whatever get in our way. That's right. Of uh, worshiping the Lord. And I'm sure he's, he's having the biggest church service <laughs> I've And, uh, like I told Dallas, it wasn't for my family and all that. I envy her. Mm. I really do because I know where he is. That's right. And oh my goodness. I mean, all I got to do is read the word and That's right. know where Carl is. That's so true. I'm praising this Amen. Amen. I always said when we went to Beulah and come home, it was like leaving a little bit of heaven and going back into the world because it was just a different place. When you, when you went through um, the park there and, and uh, it was worshiping the Lord and people were smiling and, and laughing and talking and, and, and then you had to come home to our earthly home. And uh, it, was, it was surely different, for sure. And I can remember as, as a young girl, um, Earl and Doris especially, I, I, I would imagine Carl and Shirley done the same thing with their kids, didn't make no odds what kind of snowstorm it was they would be going into Sandy Point's church. And uh, I remember one time that we was going to school and Cindy said, Val, I gotta tell you something. And I said, what? She said, we got stopped by the cop tonight, but don't tell anybody. And I had to laugh, but they went in every kind of weather. And I think it was when they got stopped, if I'm, I know my mind isn't really what it used to be, but I think they were in a snowstorm. And I'm sure Cindy will correct me, I'll have to ask her, but uh, anyway, and uh, the cop had stopped them, and I think they only had one light or something. I shouldn't say cop, I should say the RCMP. But uh, anyway, um, but they went, and, and snow didn't stop them, and rain didn't stop them, and I remember going in, and that old Wesleyan church there in the Sandy Point, and that old pot belly stove there in the middle, and uh, you were bundled up, but the Holy Spirit was there, and, and you know, the warmth of that just, took care of everything. A lot of people has gone home. A lot has gone home that first attended in there and some of them, I think pretty much all has gone home, I think. And yeah, and a lot that started this church have gone. There's still some of us still straggling around, but there must be work for us to do, amen? Yes. Amen. Anyone else this morning? Or you don't have to worry about having something to say when you stand up to testify. Mm, that's right. Because the Holy Spirit will take care of you every time. That's right. I don't know how many times I've stood up and just stood up so I could stand up mm. for God, right? You know, right. And, uh, I can feel the presence of God here this morning. Mm. You know, He's with the people who are compassionate. Mm compassionate about their brothers and sisters yeah. and compassionate about him, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, I uh, really love Carl. I mean, I love him as a brother. I know he thought a lot of me, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, I don't know, it's maybe because I was a little old-fashioned in my, in my spiritual life or Whatever I know, he 
they knew my mother and mm -hmm. didn't know dad too much, but they knew my grandfather. Yeah. I thought that at that time was hellfire and brimstone. <laughs> you were scared to death when you left church. <laughs> you know you're going to go to die in your sleep and go to hell or what was going to happen, but you should get saved every Sunday, I think. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I didn't even know that till this morning. wasn't even a church person called, let me know, right? And uh, uh, it, it's, when we hear stuff like this, we immediately go into prayer. Yes. You know? Yeah. Even though we don't, if we're in a situation and we don't think anybody's praying with us or for us, if they know our situation, they're surely praying for us. Mm. Because that's, that's the love of a brother and a sister in the Lord. Yeah. And, family or whatever, we're all in one family now, those who choose to serve God, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you, we're in trialing days. Mm -hmm. Things are getting, yeah. trying to usher in that one world order. That's right. They're, they're, they're doing a very good job of it. Uh, there was a thing come on there to not go on the media for 24 to 48 hours. And thousands of people did that just to go against Google and um, Facebook, yeah. the owners of that. And they lost $3. billion in 48 hours because everybody went off at the yeah. same time. This was all down through the U.S. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but I'm going to tell you, we're in the army that's going to win. That's right. And I, I know it's been one hard year for me. I've got a hard year, but, mm. but I stand on the promise of God. Amen. And someday we'll all be home. That's right. That's right. You know, we do, we do have something that we can stand on that never shifts. That never goes in from underneath of us, and that's the promises of God. He said our his promises is our shield and our protection. And we can stand on them and know that we're gonna be alright. Amen. So Roger, you didn't know about Carl till this no, morning? This morning. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, sometimes we we think that um um not electronics, but what is Facebook? We got Social media takes care of everything. And uh, we forget that sometimes it doesn't. I know it was on Facebook, and I know that it was on our church website. Um, but, you know, we forget sometimes how to use that telephone. And, um, yeah. And, you know, and if you stop to think about it, sometimes we forget how to visit. Because, and sometimes we forget how to talk. I mentioned some people are saying, Val, I kind of wish you would forget how to talk <laughs> at times. But, I mean, we're so used to just using our fingers and, and the phone. And Sharon and I was talking about this the other day. People growing up today don't know how to write. They don't. And I was commenting on Shirley Monroe's writing. And, and um, when she had sent her thank you card in for what was done here Christmas time. And her writing was beautiful. And you just don't see that anymore. If you asked McKenna to write you a three, four sentences, you would think she was speaking a different language. You would not be able to understand it because she she doesn't know how to write. She can print, 
But the Reagan can is looking at me as much to say, Nan. But it's it's the truth. We're so used to just. No, no. I know at OAC they do at the Christian school, but in your in your um, public. public school, there's no there's no cur what is it called? Cursor. Cursor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were made to know how to come down with our F's and and do our T's and and uh, you know and dot our I's and and. Kenneth's looking at me like and I'm speaking Greek up here because it's just, she doesn't know. So a lot of things have changed. And like Roger said, it's, you know, the Bible tells us that some of this stuff isn't, isn't going to get any better. And I was watching Jensen Franklin this morning, or listening to him, I should say. And he was saying that somewhere in one of the countries, I'm not even going to mention the country that I think it is because I'm not sure, but they wanted to ban. Uh, the prophecy of the Bible. They didn't want it spoken anymore. So, what's that telling you? Yeah. So, anyway, all right. Uh, in his time. In his time. Oh, that's page uh, 465. 465 in the white. He makes all things beautiful in his time. 465, if I can find it. Like, 
He may not, some once in a great while, you can pray and it's answered like that. But lots of times, it's right to almost to the end. And But you know what? I think that God is increasing our faith. Would we, would we have any faith if God just answered our prayers like going to McDonald's and placing an order and then there it is? Yeah. No, we wouldn't have the faith. God wants us to have faith and to trust in him. And that's what gets us through during the week. That's what gets us through every day. Amen. Yeah, it does. All right. Anyone else before we go to our last song? All right. On page 186, 186, the old rugged cross. You know, I'm so thankful for that old rugged cross. When I think of how, you know, we try to go around it, over it, underneath of it. But unless you come through the cross, unless you kneel at the feet of Jesus and ask forgiveness and realize what he done for us, for us, if we think we do so much for him, no. Amen. Oh, 
the Lord's feet. Catherine, who always sat down there and smiled when I was up here, and if I made a mistake, she still kept smiling. You know, there was many. Doris and Earl used to sit there, and Shirley, and I was telling Carla yesterday, if nobody would testify when I would answer, ask, Carla, or Shirley would stand up, and she'd turn around, and she'd go, and she would testify. And, um, you know, some people probably didn't like that, but she was always one that had to testify. She was one that never laid. Like, she, she just had to do it. She couldn't help herself. And that's how we should be. Right. You know, when we're asked to stand up for the Lord, we shouldn't just lay behind. Right, corner. We should be standing up just like you said today. We should be standing up and, you know, and the Lord will give us what to say. Right, Roger? Amen. Amen. Yeah, we don't have to worry. Okay. I've got a song I'm going to sing. Hopefully I get through it. But I thought it was appropriate for today. It's called Look For Me. And uh, Cindy had sung this many years ago. I remember her sitting to the piano and singing. And uh, I always love this song. It's on track two, I think, Stephen. Are the stage ones on? Well, there's blue lights on them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm going to try to get through it. But, you know, if you guys get to heaven before I do, well, when I come, you're going to know I'm there. And I'm going to come and I'm going to be looking for you. You're probably going to be meeting me at the gate. You'll say, here comes that crazy woman. I hear her coming now. But you know what? I'm going to look for you, and I want you to tell me the story of how you made it through. And I'm going to share with you. But you know, that's going to be kind of down the road because we're going to be glorifying Jesus for so long that, yeah, by the time we get around to that, I'm probably going to pass you somewhere on the Golden Streets or, you know, you're going to be kneeling somewhere by the still glass and, you know, water. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And uh, I know some, uh, Holly had mentioned about, you can, I can only imagine something that was said. She said, it reminds me of a song. I can only imagine. Can you only imagine what it's going to be like in heaven? Oh, my word. Sometimes we go by such beautiful scenery down here. And even when we're camping, we can look out and see such beautiful things. Nothing compares to what is in heaven. He's just given us a little snippet of how, what the beauty is. They tell me that there's colors we've never seen before. And there's things and smells that we've never smelled before. And our eyes will behold things we've never seen before. Amen. Doesn't it make you want to go? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. There you go, Steve. I'm going to see what I can do with it.
remember uh, his wife Phyllis and his daughters Bonnie and, and uh, Paula and their families. Uh, a pastor in my brother's church in Georgia, Jamie. Okay. Uh, one of his pastors he passed away. He's only 50, 50 okay. years old. Okay. And so that's uh, been having a hard time with that down there. He just moved to another church. Oh, okay. And he's left the Church of God and has gone independent. Okay. Okay. That's who he's kind of with. All right. Now, so. Okay. But so he, he's uh, he's gone to be with the Lord. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Anyone else? Austin. Austin Lee's brother Austin. He seems to still be having a little bit of trouble, even though he's home and uh, his his. Um, Physically, he's not doing the best, but he loves the Lord, and the Lord's going to keep him, I'm sure. Be with his wife also, who looks after him. And, and it's, and it's a, quite a job to look after. You know, when, when somebody that you're sick, that is when, when they are sick, I'll spit it out after a while, but God give them courage and comfort and strength. Unspoken. Unspoken? I'm dead. Jane and Lou, yeah. Be with the leaders of our country that God would give them wisdom and, you know, on how to run 
this country because and would give them good counsel because they're going to be getting a lot of not so good counsel but God would you know still be there he's still on the throne he's still in charge amen be with Brad's mom how is she doing Tracy um, as far as I've heard there hasn't really been any changes oh, okay okay good yeah yeah so all right Tracy Lord, thank you today that we can gather here together in your name and be with each one of these requests mentioned. Mm -hmm. We know there's so many people dealing with death right now. Lord, help these families. Yes. Yes. Be with Carl, or Carla and Holly mm -hmm. and yes. Wade and, yes, and Todd. Help them through this time, Lord. Yes. And help the other members of the family and other people who are close to Carl. Mm -hmm. Please just be with them and yes, help them through this difficult time they're facing. Amen. And Lord, uh, be with the Crafty family and help them yes. uh, this death they also have dealt with. Mm -hmm. And um, this uh, Roger's brother and the pastor that passed away at his church, be mm -hmm. with that group as well, Lord. Yes, Father. Just be in that and help them. Be with uh, Lee's brother, Austin. Yes, Father. And Jane and Lou mm -hmm. as they... We know all the issues going on there. Yeah. Lord, be with the unspoken request this morning. Mm -hmm. And Lord, be with the leaders of our countries. Yes. Lord, give them the wisdom that's from you, Lord. Yes. And be there no matter what the circumstances. Thank you so much, Lord, mm -hmm. for all you do in your name. Amen. 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 Well, that's all the songs that I had, guys. And uh, I believe Tracy is, yeah, I see Brad was gone, so I'm thinking it's Tracy, and I know that Tracy's going to do an awesome job. She did the last time, and I've really been enjoying this series, and uh, so we have this Sunday and, and next Sunday, yes. and uh, so uh, it's going to be good. Do you need this mic, Tracy? Yes, I do. Okay. And, yeah. I, I can't wear the mic like Brad does with what I'm wearing, so... <laughs> Yes. Well, good morning. And as we've been talking about, I know it's been a hard week for many people in this church. And I know I haven't known Carl like anybody else here. I've only been here a few years, but I've gone over at different times where I've met him and been able to talk with him and gone over to his house. I loved he would tell stories about things he had done in the past, things about this church, and it was so incredible to hear because they were always so full of God. You could see what God had done throughout his life and what a huge part of his life God was. And that was something I was blessed to hear. Now, as we've been talking about, we've been talking about these churches in the book of Revelation. I love looking through them because there are so many lessons for the churches today yeah. and that we can learn from these different churches. So many things. We see things that they've been doing wrong. We've seen things that they've been holding steady despite the troubles that may come their way. <coughs> and today, I'm going to look at two churches. We're going to be looking in Revelations chapter 3. That's Revelations chapter 3. 
I'm going to be looking at the Church of Sardis and the Church of Philadelphia. And these are two very different churches when we see them. Now, I kind of want to do this in a different order this time. I want to look, start with the Church of Philadelphia here. It starts in verse 7 and goes to verse 13. Now, this Revelations chapter 3, verses 7 to 13. This passage says, Write this letter to the angel of the Church of Philadelphia. This is a message from the one who is holy and true, the one who has the key of David. What he opens, no one can close. What he closes, no one can open. I know all things you do, and I have opened a door for you that no one can close. You have little strength, yet you obey my word and did not deny me. Look, I will force those who belong to Satan's synagogue, those liars who say they are Jews but are not, to come and bow down at your feet. They will acknowledge that you are the one I love. Because you have obeyed my command to persevere, I will protect you from the great time of testing that will come upon the whole world to test those who belong to this world. I am coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take away your crown. All who are victorious will become pillars in the temple of my God. They will never have to leave it. I will write on them the name of my God, and they will be citizens in the city of my God. The new Jerusalem that comes down from heaven, from my God, and I will also write on them my new name. Anyone with ears to hear, listen to the Spirit and understand what he's saying to the churches. This church is an incredible one in this group of seven churches. There are only two that they are not told, this is what I have against you, or what they are doing wrong. And this is one of those two. But to me, when I was reading through it, the most incredible thing that jumped out on me is in verse 7. In verse 7, oh, sorry, verse I got the wrong verse there. Um, but it says they have little strength. This is in verse 8. It says, I know all the things you do. I have opened a door for you that no one can close. You have little strength, but you will, yet you obey my word and did not deny me. So this church, they're not the big, strong church. They're not the one that everyone might see as having this strength, because it points out here that he knows they don't have a lot of strength. He knows this church is a weak church, but they don't, they keep following God. They don't let that stop them. And to me, the reason I wanted to start with this church is I know we're all, you, the people here have been dealing with so much this week, but it points out that this church, they didn't have strength, and many people might be feeling struggles right now, and a lack of strength in times of difficulty. But this church, it didn't stop them from loving God. They knew they didn't have a lot of strength, but it allowed them to love God in a whole different way. We see people who might not have this same lack of strength, but the lack of strength gives us humility. Humility to know who's in charge of our lives. I want to read another verse here. Um, it's in Corinthians. It's not actually from this passage, but I think it fits really well with this church. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 to 10. It's 2 Corinthians 12, 9 to 10. It says, each time 
He said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. If so now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. We see here when we face times of struggle, when we face weakness, when we face pain, when we face hurt, when we feel like we can't go on, that's when God's power can do the most for Amen. us. That's when we're not depending on our own strength. That's right. No matter what we're facing, but we're depending on God's strength. And that's what's incredible about this church. They're not relying on their own strength because they know they're weak. But they're relying on the strength of God. God, the one who is in control. This passage, back to Revelations, the passage begins in saying, this is the message from the one who is holy and true, the one who has the key of David. What he opens, no one can close. What he closes, no one can open. He's showing them his strength. He's showing that no one can stand against them. If he is there for them, no one can stop them. That's right. And that's what it's showing here. And he's telling them at the end of this passage that they are going to be with him in heaven, that they are going to be pillars, that they are going to be the strong ones that keep going. And the reason they can do this is because they know they're not strong. Mm -hmm. They know that it is Christ yeah. who is strong in them. Amen. Now, that's very different from the church before them. I'm going to look for you now. Revelations. Chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. This is about the church of Sardis. That's Revelations chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. It says, write this letter to the angel of the church of Sardis. This is the message from the one who has the sevenfold spirit of God and the seven stars. I know all the things you do and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Wake up, strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is almost dead. I find your actions do not meet the requirements of my God. Go back to what you have heard and believed at first. Hold to it firmly. Repent and turn to me again. If you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly, as unexpected as a thief. Yet there are some in the church of Sardis who have not soiled their clothes with evil, that will walk with me in white, for they are worthy, all who are victorious, will be clothed in white. I will never erase their names from the book of life, but I will announce before my Father and his angels that they are mine. Amen. Anyone with ears to, ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Now you see, we see this church, and it's a completely different look um, than the other church. See, the church of Philadelphia, they knew they were weak and they needed God. This church is the one that looks like they're alive, they look like they have it together. They look like they're following God and doing what they're supposed to. But God sees their heart. And this we see that that's what's going on. He sees that even though they look like they have it all together, they look like they're doing what's right. right. It says they're dead. Their faith is dead. It tells them to wake up with what little remains. He wants these people to be humble like the people in Philadelphia. Yeah. He wants these people to humble themselves and say, we might look like we're strong, but no. They want, he wants them to truly see what's going on. Instead of relying on themselves, instead of focusing on whatever it is that's gotten these people away from God, whatever it is 
that's keeping them from fully serving God. He wants them to change their focus and put it back on him. To know that it's not about how they look on the outside. It's about what's going on inside. And as Christians, this is one of the big things that I think many people struggle with. We want to look perfect. We want everyone around us to think we've got it together. We don't want to show our weakness. We want to look like we're doing great, that we know what's going on, that we are following God to the best of our abilities. We want to look the part that we believe we should be as Christians. And sometimes we'll hide what's going on under the surface. We'll hide our weakness. We'll hide our struggles. And that's what starts to kill their faith. Not wanting to admit that there's a problem. And just going on. It slowly takes you further and further away from God. But when you can be like this other church, like the Church of Philadelphia, who knows they're weak, who knows their problems, who knows their struggles, that's when God can truly, truly work in our lives. That's when he can do his most powerful work. And I know we all struggle with different things. And many people are hurting right now. And some of the things we struggle with, we might not be what anybody else knows. It might be something we keep hidden. But we can't let that be the end of us. We have to be able to tell God, I'm struggling. To tell God what's going on. To be weak so God can be strong. That is truly following and truly doing what he has asked in our lives. Now, I just find these churches such incredible examples and so much we can learn. Because they didn't go through the easy times that we may have it here. They didn't get to worship like we do today. Most of these churches had to worship in secret and hide what they're doing. And yet we still see they're trying. Even this church that is dying, it talks about it wasn't always that way. Um, in verse 3 it says go back to what you heard and believed at first hold to it firmly repent and turn to me again if you don't wake up I will come to you suddenly as unexpected as a thief mm. so he's telling them once they were they had this faith they used to have the faith that he desires they used to have that and for many Christians who are struggling who don't want to admit that there's a problem who want to look good on the outside they may have had that faith before. They may have known what it was like to truly serve God, to truly understand what Jesus has done for us. And if you happen to be in that category, that's something to look at, something to remember what your life was like at first, because he's reminding these people of that. Now, it's interesting. We think about revelations and the end times and God cutting you suddenly. But when he's talking to these people, and it says, um, sorry, just give me a minute. Um, Repent and turn to me. If you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly, as unexpected as a thief. He's not even just talking about the end times there. He's talking about this church specifically. He's specifically referencing them. If they don't wake up and follow God, God's going to take it all away. They're not going to be what they are. And as Christians, we... If we are not waking up, we need to be woken up to see that we don't just need to look good on the outside because that's when we all fall. That's when 
the devil can get in and take the biggest hold when we don't want to admit there's a problem. But then we go back again to Philippians, this incredible church that knows they're weak. And it's when I was reading about them, one of the things that kept coming up is this area is in Turkey. And there was still a Christian presence where this, in this faith spot until the early 20th century before they removed the church. The fact that it could go on that long and through all the things that have taken place in that area. And we look back here and see that this church was following God. And it's so incredible to think about what they've done. And this is what I want us to take away today. Is to think about which space we are in. Are we at the point of our lives where we're ready to be open and humble to God? To tell Him, God, I can't do this on my own. God, I'm so weak. And that I don't have things together. That I struggle. But be with me and be my strength. Or do we want to think we have it all together? And that we are doing everything we're supposed to. That, we, that we're perfect. And that it's not God doing it through us. And that's what I want us to think about today as we go. I want us to think about where our focus is. And that we need to be humble and truly open with God on where we are struggling in our lives. Lord, thank you so much that we could gather here today. Thank you that we can praise your name and focus on you. And help us, help people, the people here who are struggling with loss today. Lord, be with each one of them and help them through this time. Be their strength, Lord. And just thank you so much for all you do. In your name, amen. Amen. amen.